Welcome to Real Life Real Equity Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Hey, welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing ease to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back. The new year is almost here. Yeah, I'm not going to sing, but... Uh, <laughs> it's exciting. It is, it's exciting. We're in a good mood, and we got some pretty interesting things that have happened over the last year, and we want to recap 2019. Now, yes. for all of you who have been listening in, you know we have had an amazing all-star, superstar. We had an amazing group of guest speakers, guest interviews on the podcast this year. 2019 was a phenomenal year. It was also a year of change. Huge change. We go from both of us working full-time jobs to, well, actually, you didn't work a full-time job in 2019. No, but we had had a baby. baby. We had a baby. The baby kind of came end of 2018, but was the majority of 2019. I quit my job in 2019, went all in. Yeah, I started a new business. Keisha started a new business in 2019. (laughs) We had relationships that we thought were going to thrive in 2019 that died in 2019 (laughs) for sure (laughs) we had i mean it was just a whole bunch of stuff and we are at the end of the year by the way if you all don't know we just decided we're going to do a facebook live a live recording of our episode on new New year's Year's Eve. eve so if you are not there get there we're gonna do a live recording new year's eve you're gonna see the reality (laughs) behind how we record real life for equity we may have some kids running around in the background (laughs) i don't know you know usually our kids try to stay up through midnight so there may be some kids Uh, we may have a champagne toast or whatever but you know we're gonna we're gonna do a big 2020 is gonna be a big year we're super excited about 2020 i have had personally just an amazing amount of clarity since I've stopped working. Um, my mood has changed. My stress level has decreased in some areas, increased in others. <laughs> However, um, it has been one of those experiences that I don't think I could have became a good, high-quality entrepreneur without having quit my job. And the reason I say that is I've gained so much thought stimulation from the amount of time I spent away from my job. And for you all that don't know, I used to work for the railroad. I did railroading for seven years. Before that, I was in the military. So total of somewhere between 10 and 12 years in logistics and strategic planning. And for eight hours a day, for well over 10 years, all I did was plan stuff out. Hundreds of plans a day, no exaggeration. Hundreds of plans a day with 70 mile per hour trains running at each other. So, you know, we say, how can you create real estate plans and real estate strategies? And how are you and Keisha? So it's because that's all I did for 10 plus years. Well, you know what? He's giving you the mild version. Justin literally was working around the clock when he had his W-2 job. And it's interesting because if you heard in the last episode, 
his fear was of not saying that he was actually doing that. But if he knew the hours that he was putting in just for that, just to be focused enough to be a full-time W-2 employee and be a full-time entrepreneur. I never considered him a part-time entrepreneur. Right. He has always been full-time entrepreneur and full-time employee. I have to just say, I commend you. Thank for you. That. I appreciate yes. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, 16, 18 hour days during that time. And I look at this. So for anybody who may be listening who says, I don't have the time to X, Y, Z, try to find the time. Now, I worked on the railroad and I was in a position where I worked a desk job. And when I got good enough in my job, that was after about, I'd say, eight months of working my job, I felt comfortable enough to pull out my first book and read. Mm. Now, I was off probation, which means they couldn't just fire me. And I use it to my advantage because I was more about personal development than I was about just working a job. You know, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki says, work where you want to work, but mind your own business. My friend Mike reminded me of that a couple of months ago. And I am so grateful for like friendships like that. But So I had this realization. I said, you know, I'm not going to work at the railroad forever. And Keisha timed it at five years. I proved her wrong. And I worked there for <laughs> he was seven. Late. He was late. I worked there for seven. <laughs> I did it in spite. I, you know, I, I had to make sure that I proved her wrong. So, <laughs> but no, seriously though, I read while I was at work. I read before I went to work. I read at work. I read after work. And I was always actively acting on what I was reading. So there was at one point I was working a three first shift and two second shift. And I would go into work at 630 in the morning. I'd wake up at four o'clock in the morning read. and I'd read yeah. for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And at three, three o'clock when I got home, I'd be so tired. I'd sit on the sofa and I'd fall asleep for 30 minutes. I'd <laughs> wake back up and I'd start working again. Yeah. And I did that for almost a year while I held that job. I ended up getting off of that job because seniority and all of this stuff. I, I lost the job. I had to go and I ended up getting a different position, a different schedule. So my schedule changed to straight seconds, I think. And so I ended up working like when my kids were, you know, getting out of school and eating dinner. But while I was there, there was no bosses there. So I'd read. Yeah. And so that's everybody asked me, Justin, how did you have time to read three or four hundred books? There's the secret. I read while I was working and there's a lot of jobs you can get away with reading or listening to podcasts or listening to audio books while you work. Brian Tracy calls it the automobile university. Yeah. Take advantage of the time you have when you're sitting and you otherwise would be listening to music or something yep. like that. Try to feed your mind as much as you possibly can so that when you do jump, it's not as bad. It's funny because I did some similar things when I was working. I literally, not in regards to fully reading, but there was a few times where I was getting like my personal training certificate mm, yeah. and I wanted to take the time to study. So in the position I was in, in between talking to different clients and patients, I would study. And so a lot of people would be like, how do you have all these children <laughs> and do all the things that you do? I This is like a never ending thing where it's like you guys have four children and you are running businesses. And so we love our children, trust, and they know that, that we love them and they love us back. 
but we are creating something much bigger that can last for them and beyond. We're establishing our legacy. They're not bigger than our kids, but, you know, we're establishing something bigger than just always doing things. Mm. Because our kids watch us, and it's funny watching them play because they interact as if they're little business women. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very funny. It really um, is. <laughs> let's, let's switch topics for a minute. Let's yes. talk about our year in recap. Yes. And let's go through, like we had, I don't know how many guests we've had. And I'm not going to list out all the guests because that's a lot of guests. Well, we met our goal, and that was at what, least 40 guests. guests. Oh, it was 40? It was at least 40, yes. Okay, so it was 40 guests. Yeah, obviously. I, I, I'm the one that kind of put the goal together. Yeah, it was and 30 to 40, and then we I got remember. to a point where it was like, oh, we're almost to 30, and he was like, let's get to 40. Okay, so it was 40 <laughs> guests, because I remember now. Okay, so yeah, 40 guests, all of them phenomenal content. If you have not checked out the podcast with all our guests, definitely go back, check them out, read. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, Go subscribe now, realliferequity.com forward slash newsletter. That's where every guest's information, all of their books, all of their CDs, mm-hmm. all of their collateral information, everything is in that newsletter plus yeah. much more. Again, realliferequity.com forward slash newsletter. If you're not following us on social media, hit us up on Facebook. We accept friend requests from quite a few people. And as long as we know who you are, um, we'll accept your friend yeah. request. If we don't know who you are, follow us. Yeah. So, by so, all means. So, who was... I mean, there were so many guests, so... And you're not going to do this to me. I am I, not... I don't want to say who was your favorite. Yeah, I'm not picking but, a favorite. <laughs> I mean, and the funny thing is, a lot of the guests had similar... I won't say identical, but similar golden nuggets similar things of advice such as like building your brand getting around other people that you want to be like you know being resilient Mm -hmm. i mean like keisha's book came out this year triple d desire (laughs) discipline determination came out this year so you know she became a number one best-selling author on amazon i mean it's just we've had so many things so no i'm not going to answer the question uh of who is my favorite guest i will tell you that i'm just looking back through all the guests we've had the recording we did with Dr. Felicia Fro, the mm-hmm. first one, not the one that you all heard. Yeah, there was another. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> that was for us. That was legit. That was that is like in our now time capsule. It was. It makes me sad because <laughs> we lost it. It like oh my god, it was legit. Um, yeah. We had another one where we we didn't hit the record button either, and uh, that was legit. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we had we had so many great guests. G. Edward Griffin and Dave D. Dave D. My one of my favorite marketing guys of all time, Dave D. If you don't know about Dave D., you definitely need to check him out. D. A. V. E. D. E. E. Dave D. He was one of Dan Kennedy's number two guys with GKIC. If you don't know who Dan Kennedy is. You definitely need to check him out. Dan Kennedy is the no BS of dot, dot, dot. He wrote all those books to talk about the no BS of something. And he is the marketer's marketer. He's the guru's guru. Just like Jim Rohn was the mentor of Tony Robbins and and Darren Hardy and all these guys. Dan Kennedy is the guru for all the marketing gurus who are out there. Every single 
one of them yes. has gotten some level of their marketing prowess from Dan Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And most marketers out there, if the marketer is legit, they have to have some type of, of Dave D. That's right. <laughs> Implement it into That's their right. marketing. They do. They like, do. Uh, Russell Brunson <laughs> uses Dave D's presentation. If you look at his presentation, the only thing that Russell Brunson switched up was he tells you at the beginning of the presentation, he's going to make an ask for you to buy. That's and that's the iteration for psychological purposes that is just brilliant. I'm not going to go into all of that. I studied marketing for almost a year in all of the hundreds of books I've read. I just I went really deep on marketing. I went really deep on sales. Um, the training with the real estate guys, how to win funds and influence people. Yes, Phenomenal yes. sales training. Keisha yes. and I went to Keisha went while she was pregnant. Yes, I did. And we I mean, it was so Phenomenal. But you asked me the question, who was my favorite? I don't have a favorite. I think all of them were phenomenal. I'm looking through the guests, Peter and, and Monique Holm, uh, Eric Tate, Dr. Eric Tate, Mauricio, Raul, Powerhouse, Logan Freeman, Matt Pacini and Erica Lynn Schwartz. Love uh, them. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. Shannon Shoulderheart. Love it, man. Love it. Gene Garino, the master of uh, residential assisted living. Glenn Dakin, I mean, Glenn, like, if you didn't hear that episode, Glenn laid out some nuggets. Like, he talked about from how he started up to how the thing went into the ground and how he recovered and how he's still recovering and iterating from what was a failed startup. Yeah. And he was really transparent and honest and gave some phenomenal wisdom. And I took it and ran with it. Um, Michael you know, Zuber is another good Michael one. Michael Zuber. One rental at a time. Yeah. And he is just, oh my goodness, another great person that, that had some really great information just about rentals in general. And Rockleaf, Greg and Heather, Tristan Wright. I mean, I said I wasn't going to name them all. I did not... <laughs> Just because I did not name them does not mean they weren't good. It wasn't, doesn't mean they're not my favorite. It doesn't. I mean, I learned so much from every single one of them. And I got chills on so many different occasions. I learned so much on so many different occasions. I put this podcast together. And when I say I, I really mean Keisha. <laughs> I put the idea together (laughs) in my head and I told Keisha, I said, if we do a podcast, it should be about what we want to learn about. It should be about what we didn't know when we were trying to get started versus trying to be somebody's guru. I'm not your guru and I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not stealing Tony Robbins title. That's a movie. But I'm not trying to be a guru. I'm not trying to create an educational company. I'm not trying to be, you know, I am a coach to some, but I'm not trying to be a professional coach. Yeah. I'm trying to add as much value as possible. I got certified as a one thing business coach, uh, a maps business coach with Gary Keller for the purpose of being able to help my CEOs, help my managers, help my subsidiaries be the absolute best they can be coach them through so that they can maximize the return on investment that I give them in investment dollars back to me and we thank you for that and we thank you so you know we're not going to stay on here for much longer we are beyond 
grateful. Yes. For the not only opportunity that we have been given to share with people uh, on a week to week basis, but the continual ideas that we come up with. We're about to do what we call Real Life Real Equity Shorts. We're going to do 30 days straight of nothing but short episodes where, you know, we do five to 10 minute shorts. Yes. And we go through and we interview different entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the making, successful entrepreneurs, not so successful entrepreneurs. And we're just going to have a conversation where they're at, where they're going, what can they do better? What do they need help with? Yeah. And it'll give you the opportunity to connect with people. Use this as an opportunity because one of our goals is to connect more people. We'll use this as an opportunity to connect our audience with that person and get the power of groupthink. There's a book, uh, The Law of Success in 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill, the mastermind concept at work. We can use the mastermind concept. We can use our platform to springboard a mastermind. So we'll get these people on and we'll use the power of the mastermind and we'll group think them through their problems. We'll group think them through whatever situation they're facing. We'll group think them through the successes they're having and how to grow that success. The idea is 30 days, pure, unadulterated information, connection, and power. So as we wrap this up, there's one other thing that I want us to highlight, and that is at least one major success that we've had this year and one failure and how we got through that failure. If we're still getting through that. Um, (laughs) One major success. I think the major success I had was quitting my job. I don't know if I could convey the magnitude of what it means to quit a six figure a year job. I just, it's, that's a really, really big push. And when I used to tell people I'm going to quit my job, you know, I have to quit my job. People used to be like, well, why would you quit your job? You have a great job. You make so much money and da, 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 da. (laughs) And, um, the reality is I have never met a successful entrepreneur who was a full-time employee by itself that didn't grow as an entrepreneur. I take that back. Anna Kelly was one. Anna Kelly was the rare unicorn that I have met. That was the (laughs) only person I've ever talked to who was a full-time entrepreneur and killed it part-time. Yeah. Like, Brad Sumrock's putting out some rat race to retirement millionaires. I got to give the man his credit. He is, he's putting out some, some people in his group But as an entrepreneur, and I'm not talking real estate investor, I'm saying entrepreneur, because a real estate investor, you can build a a portfolio part time and retire yourself as a straight entrepreneur where you have a sales based business, a service based business, a product based business, like what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where you create something and sell it and maybe even take it public, a company public, whatever. I've never met a full time employee who did that level of business part-time and the lessons I've learned in the last six seven months just in being able to ask the right questions being able to ask the right people the right questions being able to ask for help in the right situations taking the right advice all of it phenomenal so my biggest success 
quitting my job. The biggest failure that I had, well, one of them you helped erase, which was that five-figure loss we took from that marketing company. But the, um, <laughs> uh, and we're not going to get into that because that was, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. You ever want to take us to dinner or, you know, buy beer? We might explain it over that, but uh, <laughs> we're not going to go into it here. Um, the biggest failure, man, you know, I, I would have to say having to pivot after I quit my job. So originally I had a plan that fell through. And, you know, what is that saying? If uh, you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And so I had a plan to do X. The plan didn't work like I thought it was going to work. And I had to iterate. And it's been one of the best learning lessons I've ever had because during that iteration, I've met some amazing people. We're putting together amazing projects. I've gained amazing clarity. I've had some really high highs. And I'm not going to act like I haven't had some really low lows because I've downed a couple of dozen bottles in the last six months and you may say oh that's unhealthy this is reality man like I know a lot of people that drink a lot of liquor and a lot of wine and a lot of stuff to take their stress off they take Xanaxes and smoke weed and all that stuff I'm not saying all of that I'm just saying that I've had a level of high and I've had a lot of levels of low and the reality is I've had both and if you are going through something like that you are not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. There's a lot of people out there who make it look good on Facebook, but in the in their basement, in their living room, they are struggling. Yeah. So don't think that just because you are going through a hard time, it's just you. Everybody has to go through something. You have really high highs and you have really low lows. Uh, I laugh because low is one of our guests. And he put a Facebook uh, meme up. He's notorious for Facebook memes. If you don't know Low <laughs> Hornbuckle, go follow him on uh, Facebook. You'll get a, a a kick out of some of the stuff he puts out, um, or offended one of the two. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like him because he's authentically him. He's yeah, real, he is. and he doesn't apologize for it. And I Not love at that. All. Yes. But here's the thing. He put out a meme. He said. Uh, you can't get bad news if you don't open up your email. <laughs> I almost fell out my chair. I'm like, ain't that the truth? But yeah. the point is, I've had really low lows. So I've talked for enough. What about you? <laughs> so successes for this year, there I have two things. So mm-hmm. one, although I quit my job the middle part of last year, we also had Layla. Yeah. And Layla is our fourth child and No, say it like it is. The fourth girl. Layla is our fourth girl. girl. <laughs> and so before Layla is Gabrielle. She's our third girl. Yeah. Gabrielle is my peace because when I had Gabrielle, I also lost my father. Mm. And there's a lot of things I don't recall like certain milestones and stages that happened with Gabrielle because it just was a whole whirlwind and even now I look at pictures and I'm like you took this picture and I'm like asking Justin and he's like yeah this happened well with Layla you know this is may seem small to some but I have been able to actually enjoy 
every milestone. I just that's a success for me because now I can remember these stages as her being our last child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I can this is one of my successes, being able to enjoy being with her and see the milestones. Another success is starting my short term rental business. Yeah. And that the asset management side of it too. Yes. That is like the new piece to it and it is already up taking and running. Off. Yes. Yeah. It's already taken off. I'm very excited about it. And I have to not only thank Justin for introducing me to uh, Jay Massey, but Jay Massey is my coach, mentor. I don't want to say guru. By the, by the way, if you don't know who Jay Massey is, send us an email, info at com. Keisha will personally introduce you to his course, his yes. concepts, all of it, because... I met a guy at Cal Wilson's Inner Circle Mastermind who talked about him, and I came home. I said, hey, do you still want to do, you know, something in real estate? And Keisha said, absolutely. And so I just connected the dots. Yeah. And here's the thing. Most of the time, what we desire to do, we have already, and at least for me, what I desire to do, I have already gained some type of skill or experience that has allowed me to just push that and accelerate. While Justin was in the military, I did property management. So I'm very familiar with how that whole structure works. So doing currently short-term rentals, asset management is a little bit familiar. I learn as I go. Like many of us as entrepreneurs, you cannot stop learning. But define what that means, asset management, property management. What are you talking about? I mean, you you essentially take a property create a short-term rental profile on like Airbnbs and the VRBOs and all that stuff, right? Right, correct. And then you take other people's capital and you help them invest in the same thing. Right. Without all the headaches that you faced when you got started. Correct. Now, for Mauricio, just in case you're listening, because he is our (laughs) SEC attorney that was a guest on our show, this is not syndication. We're not pooling capital (laughs) we're not taking capital and letting them passively invest the asset management side is just like a property manager you invest in a property we manage it for you right i say we keisha manages it for you i have no idea about short-term rentals a lot of people have asked me i always point to keisha i don't have a clue like and i won't even pretend like i have a clue (laughs) yes so as far as the asset management side is concerned I show people where to invest their dollars to get the biggest return on the short-term rental. Absolutely. So, with that being said, my failure. Yeah, what is it? I can think of a few. Well, give us your biggest failure. Let's not go into (laughs) the few. So, I would say hiring too fast. Hmm. Elaborate. Because I don't know what you mean at all. So... Thinking that someone's skill or possibly... um, Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, someone's skill or their service that they offer is going to benefit me. And essentially, it's a waste of time. And so I end up spending more having to replace that person or fix whatever it is that they... I won't say did incorrectly, but... Whatever did they incorrectly. did, yeah. <laughs> whatever Basically. they did that didn't align with my goal, yeah. also. But it's our fault too. 
hire slow, fire fast, and have clarity. Yeah. Write the vision, make it plain, so he that read it can run with it. You know, it's all, you know, what are your values? Every bad hire that we have made, every bad service provider, every bad vendor that we've had, all falls on us yeah. in one way or the other. Jocko Willick wrote a book, Extreme Ownership. I have not read all the way through that book. I've only gotten partially through the book. Extreme Ownership, though, if I'm putting it in my own terms, my own definition is anything that you do, you have to take ownership for. If and this is not saying that third party elements like a tornado hits your house. Oh, I take responsibility for the tornado hitting my house. Although, you know, you chose to live in Tornado Alley. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like I try to find a way to take responsibility. I'm sorry, because we like at we one point live we, live in, we live in Tornado Alley, but we for real lived in Tornado Alley some years ago and had to take cover. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, that's the point, though. Any time that we say, OK, what is it that we can take ownership of? I always am trying to take ownership of it. Yeah. You know, if I had a bad vendor, I'm taking ownership. If we had a deal go south, I take ownership. If I made a bad hire, I take ownership. If I lose some money, I take ownership. If I get a bad partner, I take ownership. I've had guys take advantage of me Mm. as partners. And And ladies. And I'm not even talking about like, like I have great relationships. Yeah. I have great relationships, (laughs) great partners now. And if you're listening to this, now, it's not even, I'm not even talking about right now. I'm talking about from the past. Yeah. I want to be clear because I have partners now that do pretty good. The problem is in the past, I didn't vet my partners. One, two, I let people just dictate to me what they wanted me to do versus me elaborating on my value proposition because I didn't know what my value proposition was. Yeah. And I just kind of went with whatever they said and ran with it. And I worked hard. I made one guy a significant return on his investment. And I'm not going to get into that. You know, I've had people who have done some really awesome things after working with me. I I will tell you this. One guy made six figures. I know that for sure. And mm. uh, yeah, he, he made out like a bandit. Again, if you want to know that story. Definitely take me to beer because no, he more will. Steak. He will. <laughs> he will vouch for me to this day because I made him so much money. So I mean, I'm just I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of all of the things that we've accomplished. Yes, it's been just a wonderful year and journey. It's a it's, great. Yeah, the journey is never ending, though. Like even though we've had our successes, we've had our failures. We are always trying to level up so 2020 i was talking to somebody today and they had their word for the year and keisha and i have been known to put together words for the year Hmm. we'll reveal that next week the word for the year Mm -hmm. (laughs) will be revealed next week all right y'all we appreciate you listening as always we look forward to seeing you all literally Live and in color. <laughs> See you next week. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.